1: When I was about 25-year-old, I was uh, busted and into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with author and speaker, Darren Bennett. We're going to hear a bit of Darren's story today. Let us uh, know a bit of your background, mate. Where were you born and raised? Well, day,
0: Matt, and it is an absolute honour to be on your podcast and show today. I I was born actually in Melbourne. In Melbourne, Victoria, um, many years ago, and uh, lived there for the first twelve years of my life. I remember lying in bed one Sunday night. It was uh, June of 1974, actually, and my father, mother walked into my bedroom and said, Gu- "Guess what, Dale? We're moving to Darwin." Yeah. So, twelve years of age, um, we had a life change. We we moved from Darwin to to sorry from Melbourne to Darwin, five thousand kilometres away. And then uh, six months later, Cyclone Tracy came, and uh, we had to endure uh, the most horrific of circumstance, where we completely lost everything um, around us um, on that fateful night, way back in yeah, December 25, 1974.
1: Wow! And tell me a bit about your upbringing. Did you have like a religious upbringing at all?
0: No, not really. I mean, apart from a little bit of a Catholic experience on uh, Christmas Day. Um, my parents were non-Christian. My entire family, Our three brothers, and uh, no, no, no Christian upbringing. And it wasn't until Darwin, actually, when I was about eighteen or so, nineteen, and uh, living across the road was a Christian family. And um, one day I was out the front just playing footy with someone else or something, and a friend by the name of Wayne um, came across and said, Darren. Yeah, we're going to this church. Um, are you interested in coming? And I said no. Th- this is my first e- experience of anything to do with Christianity or church or whatever. I had no no knowledge of, it, of any of it. And uh, anyway, in the end, he said, "Look," I said, "No way. I'm not not interested in your your religion or your church or whatever." And he said, "Well, look, I'm going to get something. To, I'm going to do something. I'm going to get the church to pray for you." I said, "No." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, bottom line. Uh, you know what? It's a true story. From that moment, I don't know what happened, but uh, I started to get an interest in the things of God, and I thought, you know, maybe one day I will go to that church. Anyway, cut a long story short. I, I six months later, I, I was on a bus. I, I bused, uh myself around. Sorry, I, I took a trip around Australia from Darwin, and I landed in Melbourne. And, uh, as I was sort of on this trip, I sort of had my interest in God and uh, my interest in wanting to go to a church actually grew to the point where I got to Melbourne about three months into my trip. And I looked up the yellow pages and found a church called Richmond Temple of all things. (laughs) Actually, it was Richmond Assemblies of God. But that was the name of the church back then in the early 80s. And, um... I decided there and then I'm I'm going to go the next day. So I walked into this church um, with fear and trepidation and it was about 500 people there and uh, (laughs) I was blown away by what I saw. People were singing and were actually enjoying church, uh, which was a new thing for me. And anyway, that day, um, Pastor Philip Hills shared the gospel and I had an actual genuine encounter with with God, I, uh, I, he, he had an altar call and I, I I was crying out to God, actually. I I said, God, if this is real. If you're real, please reveal yourself to me. And anyway, in in a moment I just, it was like a light came on and, and I began to realize that this, this, you know, that God was real, that Jesus was, was actually alive, that is a very real God. And uh, anyway, I responded and uh, he said, he said that night, he said that, Before the altar call, he said, 12 people are going to respond. I think I was the 12th person. Wow. Anyway, so that was uh, many, many years ago, and uh, since then I've been on quite an adventure um, living the Christian life.
1: Well, a couple of things I just want to draw out of that story. Firstly... Uh, for any young people listening that don't know what the yellow pages are, it was this big book <laughs> that used to have phone numbers in it. And you'd look up things, yeah. and they'd say you let your fingers do the walking. So I love the fact that you you referenced the yellow pages there. Um, for those who don't know, I just that had to clear that up. Um, and secondly, Philip Hills uh, is a well-known yes. pastor in Australia, and I know his son, Bruce yes. Hills, who used to be at Garden City Church yes, here in Brisbane.
0: Yeah, he was in the youth group. Uh, well, he was part of the youth group then. Wow. And uh, we actually met but, um it was only I was only there for a few weeks. Yep. At the end of the third week, I I was baptized in water and then left, uh, drove, uh, headed back to Darwin.
1: Wow. So, there you go. And another yeah. mate of mine, uh, John Lewis, was in that church for a while. Did you ever know John
0: Lewis? I know of John Lewis. Yeah. Great, great preacher. Yep. Uh, great guy. Yeah. I, I've I've met him, but I you know I don't know him very well. But mm. incredible preacher back in the day. I don't know what he's up to now. But well, John
1: John has gone on to be with the Lord, and oh. he. Uh, he has shared uh, very publicly h- how he had a dramatic conversion at uh, Richmond Temple back in the days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so it's amazing the good fruit coming out of that church. Um so I'm just oh. curious to know a bit about, so you only spent a few weeks there, but what was it like, you know, being completely unchurched, joining this crazy bunch of Christians that danced oh. and sang and you know <laughs> prayed out loud and everything. What was it like?
0: It was, uh, it was surreal, to, to be truthful. It, it really was. Um, I remember going back to the youth hostel I was staying at, and I, I, there was a genuine joy and excitement in my heart. I just, I just couldn't get over over how I was feeling. Uh, I was light. I, I was joyful. I, I knew something had happened in my heart. I, I didn't understand it, obviously, at all, really. I, I was just enjoying the experience of it. And I remember telling the lady at the front, I said, I've become a Christian. And she, kept, she said, "She Good for you, good for you.'" <laughs> <laughs> but but over the but anyway, it was the youth group there actually that yeah. they they befriended me, they took me into their home, they uh, they invited me out, you know, during the week, um, and they encouraged me to come back and and they you know each Sunday we'd hang out. I don't know. They sort of like instantly took me into their fold mm. and made me feel a part of that church, even though I was only there for a, for a short time. So. There was one particular guy called Mark, and I just, for the last me I can't remember his last name, but he just really, I don't know, sort of like uh, shadowed me and, and became a, a good buddy of mine while I was there. So I I've genuinely appreciated that, and I think that's important, especially when a, a person becomes a Christian, Yeah, to, to really uh, get around them. Um, in those early days and and encourage them in their faith and encourage them in their walk with God.
1: Yeah. You know, I just read that verse the other day that said, God is a father to the fatherless and he sets the lonely in families. And I just never tire of hearing stories of people when they come to Christ and someone takes them under their wing. They get loved. They get accepted. They join a community. And, you know, that's what this world needs. People are so lonely oh, and so isolated. Yeah. They need nah, community true. and family, and that's what the church provides. So tell us the next steps for you. So after joining the church there for a few weeks, you, you went back. Well, did you find another church? or?
0: Well, what I did was I, I, I stopped drifting. I felt like I was sort of uh, – I'd been on this holiday. I had enough, really, and I just went straight back to Darwin. I wanted to tell my family about Christianity so uh, they were a bit uh, dumbfounded. They thought I'd joined a cult and all kinds of things. It was yeah. pretty wild for a little while. Um, but then, then I had a real desire to go to uni. So I, 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 there was no university in Darwin. I ended up going to uh, Gatton College, actually, University of Queensland, Gatton, uh, for four years and did a business degree there. And, um, and that's where I met, actually, Pastor Vince Esterman and, and joined Christian Life Centre. Wow. And uh, Ipswich, and they were they were incredible uh, times at, at college, and then beyond that, I uh, I tried a whole bunch of jobs. I even tried my hand at DJing, and uh, at uh, real estate, at finance work. I, I I did a whole I couldn't find a, a job or a role that I really enjoyed until I I I became a teacher. Actually, I uh, became a teacher. And uh, started working at a Christian school, and and had, have been a teacher now for over 25 years. And I recently uh, stepped down from teaching, and and now I'm working in in our local church. So it's a bit of a, a bit of a journey.
1: We've got a few things in common there too, because I was a DJ for a while. And uh, oh, you still a I, DJ, aren't you? <laughs> well, well, I used to do it in clubs and pubs and weddings. And yeah, oh, okay. I used to. Yeah. Um, it was when I did Bible college. I paid my way, paid my way through Bible college by being a DJ and a clown and a spruker. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I Unbelievable! So I, I was a kid's entertainer. Anyway, but when I was a DJ, I'd go to pubs and clubs and I'd play like Third Day songs. And I'd play DC Talk, and I'd play, you know, Mary, Mary, and you know, I'd I'd slip in Christian songs every now and then, and you know, because they sound just as good as the secular songs, you know. And if everyone if everyone's had a bit to drink, they'll just sing along to anything, you know. (laughs) I I, I used to play Christian songs in the clubs and the pubs, but um, but it was a it was a good way to learn how to read a crowd, and very much so to uh, to be a good communicator. And and that's another thing that we have in common. You actually did some. Radio training at eight Top yes, FM in Darwin. I what did. was that like, eh? Hey?
0: You know, I really enjoyed it, and actually, out of that, I, I yeah, I did become a DJ working for Darwin discotechs. Actually, there was yep. no real roles in radio at that time. Yep. Um, so I took the next best thing, which was to do a little bit like what you did, and I, I was actually, and I, I'd been doing DJ work before I was a Christian, so before I left Darwin, and then when I returned to Darwin. I got off the bus and Darwin Dave Dave uh, the the manager of the discotheques, happened to be at the bus stop and he said Darren and I said yeah good day and he said are you looking for a job and I said yeah I am next so he offered me a full time DJ role for about a year before I went back to college. There you go. Anyway, I <laughs> I worked as a as a Christian DJ and I had a little I, I've got a picture in my in the back of the book my book actually which shows a, a little uh little book with um you know, uh, how to help people become Christians. Yeah. So I, I, I'd i be at the DJ stand and people would come up and we'd talk about different things and, yeah, we had some interesting experiences. Um, I, anyway, it was the song, I have to say, you mentioned about songs. The song that really uh, ended my career as a DJ was actually playing um, ACDC's Hell's Bells. <laughs> I thought, you know what? I just no, I can't can't do can't. it. no. Nah. But you know what? God needs people in all kinds of spheres of industry. I, I you know, I, I look back on that time and I, I really loved it. Actually, overall, yeah. um, it was it was a good time.
1: Now, tell us about your book. Um, you, you've released this a while back. What's
0: what's the title? It's called the classroom called life. So I, I had um, as a teacher, I began to see obviously um, how kids learn best in the classroom, and I thought, you know, there's you don't stop learning um, in the classroom. You don't stop learning when you leave the classroom. And I began to think, well, you know, when I look back over over my life, I thought, well, there's many lessons that I've learned beyond uh, my school experience. Now, obviously, we learn a lot at school, but we don't learn everything at school. And I began to see that God had been at work in various circumstances and situations, and there were lessons that I, I had learned uh, from circumstances. So what I did was I put together a few lessons and I, I, I collated them in a book called the classroom called life. And I released it at the end of last year and it's, uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. It's been an incredible process to write a book. It, t- it took me three years to pull it together. Uh, and a lot of, a lot of eyes on it, uh, 11 sets of eyes edited, and challenged and correct and corrected and managed it. But, um, yeah, it has a Christian perspective. I've shared a bit about my testimony, a little bit about Cyclone Tracy and what we went through there, and and how I almost lost my life on a on a passenger ship uh, some years later. that um, almost sank off the coast of Jakarta, and and I share about my um, my experiences uh, with my father um, as he passed away not so long ago, and. Yeah, look, it's just a collection of stories uh, around um, not just my life, but people that I've met and some of the incredible experiences that they've had um, in their life. Um, one one example is a guy called Don. I know Don. Uh, he lives around my area, and he was on the Granville train. Um, he he travelled that train for many many years as a book uh, a book restorer, um, and uh, he for the Sydney Library. And he caught that train every single day and he sat in that carriage. Anyway, on the very day that it hit the, uh, the bold street bridge in 1977, he had a cold and he decided he wasn't going to work. Yes. And, uh, he shares an incredible story about how, you know, how, what, why, what happened there and, and, and how, you know, all his friends, he was on the very carriage. All, he knew all the people on the carriage, uh, that had lost their life or had serious injuries and, yeah, it's an incredible story about. Uh, I don't know. Um, you know, th- these are sort of the mysteries of of Christianity. Sometimes you just don't understand you, you, why things happen the way they do, and and um, so that's one story that's that's uh, in the book as well. So yeah, look, I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed reading it. I've, I've almost completed a second book. It's actually working title: Classroom Called Life Two. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I'm still working on the title, but anyway. Awesome. So that's, uh, that's being released uh, at some point in 2022.
1: Well, mate, it's so good to hear your story today and how God's been working in your life. If people want to do uh, track down, uh, Darren, um, you're also available to speak at events and uh, share the gospel. I know you've been involved Absolutely. at Catalyst Church. You've been running Alpha yeah. courses there for many years, seeing many come to yeah. Christ, and you've got a passion for souls. So if people want to uh, find out more, the website is darrenbennett.com.au and they can find uh, your book there and uh, book you. uh, You you happy to travel, mate?
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I really appreciate you you having me on your show today, Matt. Um, It's a real honour, I must say, and uh, thank you so much.
1: Awesome, Darren. Well, mate, Uh, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. You'll also find links to all of our social media channels, and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry And we want to thank everyone for their generous support If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview Send us an email Info at historymakersradio.com God bless I'm Matt Prater And my challenge to you now Is to go and make history